Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. From the Newcastle perspective, what happened? We didn't track Kevin De Bruyne for a start. <laughs> uh, like, we, we had two academy lads in centre midfield. One of them is 17 years old. <clears throat> One of them is Sean Longstaff. And I'll be honest, Sean Longstaff is an absolute fucking passenger in this side. And not just against Man City, though. People are like, oh, it's Man City. No, against Sunderland. We played at Sunderland a week before, and I'm watching him. And I'm thinking, you're fucking shying away here. Do you know when the defence get the ball and they're looking and they're going like that? Mm. And you see one of the midfielders and he just shrinks. That's mm. quite damning yeah. on Sean Longstaff's behalf that you say that, isn't it? Think In about that it. game, yeah. Sunderland. You're and the he's academy a Geordie. graduate. You're a Geordie. You've come through the academy sort of thing. So. And think about me. I'll, no one wants to support Geordies more than me. Now, mm. when I'm watching you shrink at the Stadium of Light, and not for the first time, you know, he has this thing. It reminds me when I was uh, 11 years old and I was trying to get in the school football team and I'd be all finger pointing and shouting. Mm. And I'd, but, you know, really achieving fuck all. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And he's got this very clever ability to jog as if he's really, but he's never close enough to impact anyone. He's never close enough to make the tackle. And then when he does get on the end of crosses coming in, they're always shit shots. And I, I, there's been a few months of where I've kept my eye on this guy and I thought I don't want to say it but now it's happening like I'm calling him out now he's an absolute fraud and he's the first one who should be out the door as far as I'm concerned because it, you know to do it again suddenly like that and and you see a lot of the fans have seen this I've seen it all over Twitter like he's a passenger mm. he's a waste of a shirt and in that game I knew it, it, as much as the brilliance of Kevin De Bruyne was absolutely there on show the positional sense of Newcastle's midfield was pathetic mm. now I can excuse a 17 year old lad for it especially when he's 10 times as good with the ball as Sean Longstaff is mm. but what I can't do is excuse Sean Longstaff who should be by now a Premier League guy and even Bruno Gimmerich who despite having Hollywood moments his <laughs> positional sense and this is partly a Newcastle problem is when we've got so many players up but you know even if we had a lot of these midfielders back we haven't got a holding midfielder in the whole fucking squad mm. I have to give credit to City they were fucking fantastic mm. yep. like I think that was one of the best games of the season to be fair to them mm. um, to both sides that, that was a statement win mm. that, that for, in terms of timing I, th I think we're, we're into the sort of business end of the season now where results start to matter right mm. and it's, it's you know teams are playing each other for the second time and you think from an Arsenal perspective and looking at what Liverpool were doing as well you know City missed games in December they went off and did the Club World Championship and it's like they've come back now De Bruyne's back Haaland's back in a couple of weeks and it's like it's almost like they're looking around at the other teams and going is this all you've done 
Well, we've been away. I, I think that's it? a great point. You, none, none of you built up a lead. Yeah. No, well, well, we had De Bruyne out for half a yeah. season. None of you built up a lead. And Harlan, ran away. Harlan All right. Injured. Here we come now. And, and, for, and for me, I, I think we're going to look back. I think in a couple of weeks, well, a couple of months' time, I think we're going to look back at that result, and especially at <laughs> half time when you guys were two one up. And I think we're going to look back and go, "That's where they turned." How, it. However, I think it's easy to get carried away with that win without recognizing how often Newcastle have capitulated in the dying minutes, and that this isn't just a thing that happened because City mm. was so great. This has been happening against Liverpool again. So um, I think that that was the perfect game and the perfect moment for them, and uh, with a with a midfield that is just in no way equipped to deal with the Kevin De Bruyne. It, it was set up to make that look great for them in terms of Kevin De Bruyne. You've been waiting for him to come back. You've I been have, telling us, and that train is right on time. It really is. <laughs> this is it's at the platform it's arrived I mean even I couldn't see this come I knew he would be um, imperative to the second half of the season I think we all did but for him to come back in his first well we know he played midweek but his first proper like Premier League game and have the impact he had was just incredible to see it. and the thing is he wasn't you could see he wasn't even at 100% the way he was running he looked a bit sluggish but still the way he just like glided through past the ball into the bottom corner of the net and then to set up the last one for Bob which by the way we were saying this off camera everyone's talking about Kevin De Bruyne and rightly so but this Bob kid, where has he come from? Like, they've just produced another kid who, in the dying embers of an important game, like you said, has kept composure, mm. controlled the ball, used great feet to just, like, slot it away, and no one's really talking about him. And I'm like, what? I was super impressed by him. But I think the the biggest telling point was Pep's reaction. Absolutely. The way, I, I mean, we've seen him have over-the-top celebrations, but the way he was celebrating at the end of that match, you could see how important that result was Mate, to Man City so, season. It, I, I literally was like, oh, another manager just rubbing it right in. Like, <laughs> it's partly a credit to Newcastle that managers celebrate with like the ridiculous nature that they do against us because they know, we fight to the fucking bitter end. But And it's St. James's part. Yeah. It's not easy to go there yeah, and get a result. It's the third best home ground in the league in terms of mm -hmm. form. Mm -hmm. But... Kevin De Bruyne, we were talking before uh, the stream, where does he rank now in terms of all-time Premier League greats? Because for me, uh, you know, for a long time, he was probably my favourite player in the Premier League while Newcastle were doing fuck all at the bottom, if they were in there. Now I'm looking at it thinking, who has been more influential in Premier League history in terms of getting their team Premier League titles? Because now I look at it, I really think if, if Kevin De Bruyne wasn't the player he is, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The, the the gap between City and Liverpool would have been it would have changed a lot more than it has like he is the difference maker and even with uh, Haaland you see the difference he makes to Haaland's game like I think he's up there in the all time great players let alone midfielders where do you lads rank him just I'm, out of interest I'm gonna straight out the gate I'm gonna uh, uh, this could be controversial but I'm gonna say top three all time every player that's graced the Premier League I'm saying top three I don't know quite off the top of my head who are the players I'll put above him. Maybe Henri, which pains me to say as a as a Spurs fan. Maybe Cristiano Ronaldo. Maybe. But De Bruyne for me, and, and do you know what it is about him? It's not just the trophies he's won, the influence he's had on Man City. 
it's it's the rarefied air he's in today when he comes back, which we see. Like the way everyone's speaking about him. And it, like I said, he wasn't even... Gonna... of? Go on. When Eric Cantona came back from that big old ban and everyone was like, it's a rap son. Yeah. Mm. Like it goes back to that level of influence where like he, the king has returned. He's like, a, he's literally a living legend mm. playing on the pitch we're seeing now. Yeah. Like the way everyone talks about him, the way everyone, every fan, even the rival fans, Liverpool fans, I saw on Twitter everyone speaking about how good he is, but everyone was excited to see his return. Mate, he, he excites everyone. He, he, Usually, you're only excited about your own club's players when they return. You know what I mean? With with Kevin De Bruyne, it's like, all right, maybe I don't want City to win, but I want to see De Bruyne play. And we've seen like players like Luis Suarez have amazing seasons, where like you know that season particular <clears throat> stands out for me as like you could argue that's the greatest single season I've ever seen in a Premier League. But it's the consistency, and it isn't. And De Bruyne doesn't rely on athleticism the way a lot of these lads did. Like we, you see, when certain players' legs go a bit, it, it, the, the game is completely fucked. Like yeah. this guy's had a major injury, mm. and I was genuinely thinking, you know, I'm going to back, you know, maybe Arsenal, Liverpool to try and pick them this season because how can we expect it's not unfair on De Bruyne to put all of this on your shoulders and be like oh by the way can you just win us the fucking title and then he turns up with like Batman just when you need him mm. but where do you rank him in all time do you know what I will say there though it's not just the thing about not relying on the athleticism I would say it's having the versatility to adapt when your athleticism then goes a little bit mm-hmm. so say for example like players like Alan Shearer Alan Shearer stayed being a great goal scorer throughout his career because once his athleticism went a little bit he then started to adapt now I'm not saying De Bruyne's has but obviously with the injury we'll have to look to sort of let time tell the story what I would say is I probably don't rate him in top three of all time yet he could then get into it definitely in top three midfielders of all time for me personally and I'll get accused of massive bias here I would no I honestly I'm not even I'm, I'm being deadly serious I'd still put Lampard ahead of him for this moment in time really I, yeah <laughs> really I so I, I, I think at this moment in time if I look at it right and obviously look City De Bruyne now is, uh, I'm thinking, one more Premier League titles than Lampard did. Uh, yeah, just about. But if I look at it and I say, right, would Chelsea have won any of them titles without Lampard? I think there's an argument to say we might not have won any of them without Lampard. There is an <coughs> argument. I'm not saying it's the thing. You're not in I, totally, I totally agree. I think, I think with the Lampard debate, people don't look at the stats of it. Like 177 goals in the Premier League all time for Frank Lampard is an amazing amount of goals. And he also got over 100 assists. Like combine his goals and assists together. Can, it's, can I add to that? Can amount. I add to that? However, when we're talking about this stat as well here, remember Lampard was putting in Premier League appearances when he was at West Ham, when he was coming through in 2001-2002 season at Chelsea, when he was sometimes coming off the bench, not even a first-team starter. When De Bruyne came to the Premier League, scrapped the Chelsea thing because he had a couple of matches, a handful of matches for Chelsea. When De Bruyne came, he came off the back of having a really good season at Wolfsburg and pretty much came in as a first-team starter. So he was more of the closer to the product that we're seeing now when he started here. His, uh, his assault on the Premier League whereas Lampard and even Gerrard for that matter were coming through young players so obviously that will will uh, alter the stats ever so slightly as well oh, to... ever so slightly how long did, how many how long did Lampard play at Chelsea for? So over 10 years no no no, no, no. I'm saying it will put it in De Bruyne's favour how? percentage wise it will put it in De Bruyne's in favour because, because Lampard didn't hit the yeah. ground running Lampard didn't hit the ground running but that's Lampard his fault came, no? Lampard came through of a guy that uh, as, a, as a guy in the West Ham team that fans thought Scotty 
Cannon was better than. So Lampard didn't hit the ground running, didn't come through as the products that we're seeing now. When Man City bought Kevin De Bruyne, he was pretty much, I'm not saying he hasn't gone to different levels, but he was a first team starter when he came in. So Lampard and Steven Gerrard were not. Steven Gerrard was a, being played at right back and Lampard was a guy that the West Ham fans thought Scotty Cannon, whoever that I, Ironically, I remember back in the day, uh, Kieran Dyer was rated higher than Gerrard and Lampard in the England scene mm. when they were all coming up together and obviously those two went on to, to new levels. Jacob, who do you rate higher, Lampard or Kevin De Bruyne? I'm sorry, mate. He's <laughs> <laughs> no, De, De Bruyne for me. I, yeah. if, if, I, think, I think there's a conversation to be had about him being currently the best midfielder in the world. Jude Bellingham is obviously doing freaky stuff at Real Madrid. I think for the last three years, there's when De Bruyne is fit, when he's doing it, he's won everything. And I, I just, I don't think we were having that conversation with Lampard. Yeah, was Lampard ever the best midfielder in the world? I don't think we were yeah, well, conversation. Yeah, he was nominated in the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's, that's not what I said. I didn't say was he nominated. He was in the, the Ballon d'Or teams of the year. Like, consistent. And he was to 4 5 season, right? When Chelsea went out in the semi-finals to the ghost goal at Liverpool, Lampard was the best player in that Champions League. The best player in that Champions League. Tore it up against know, Barcelona. Man. Tore it up against Bayern Munich. We got a bit of recency bias. We got a bit of recency bias. Anyone said there was real ballers back then. If, though, like. if, if Lampard, who let's just have on account here, his best ever season, his numbers were better than De Bruyne's best ever season he's ever had. If that Lampard is playing in today's football era, we're like, oh my god! But at the minute, when we're talking about De Bruyne, we just we just said Jude Bellingham there, right? Give me the list. Give me the list of players that are actively playing right now that you're putting on a pedestal with Kevin De Bruyne. Whereas when Lampard was doing it, you did have Gerard there. You had Skulls overseas. You had Vieira. Um, you had Vieira, Kaka, players like yeah, that, right? So, so I think that undermines it a little bit. Whereas when we look at Kevin De Bruyne at the moment, who is the player that you put alongside him? What today? Yeah. See today, I don't know, but over the last five years, it's no, been but, a, no, a but, lot of no, but the, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, the reason I think that sometimes we cannot give Lampard the respect that needs being is because there was such a pool of talent there alongside him that it took the shine off what Lampard was doing so much. I would argue if there was a player putting up Frank Lampard numbers consistently in today's era, right now, we're looking at him in the same light as Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, but numbers are, more numbers, numbers are numbers. Like Iniesta didn't produce a lot of numbers. Like numbers are cool, and obviously mm. they're important. And Lampard, they were important. For Chelsea there's no denying that but when we talk about who's a better footballer I don't think Lampard can chat to Kevin De Bruyne as being a better footballer I, I technique think it's, yeah, I think it's grace to be, to, I don't think but, it is but what, I, what I will say is um, in less time obviously I, I understand that they're different like Lampard for me was always a goal scoring midfielder so I am quite surprised to see how high his assists were Lampard had 102 assists mm. Kevin De Bruyne has just surpassed him um, with 100 and, I think 103 is on the all yeah. time is 111 for Cesc Fabregas in the Premier League. So it's certain that De Bruyne will be the all-time assist leader mm. with, by playing less time mm. than the other guys. But how, he hasn't scored the Is goals. it significant less time in the Premier League? Uh, it's not massive. I mean, he, he joined Man City in 2015. Mm. So he has actually so been what, there quite a while. So coming up, been, coming up to and nine years. And that's what I'm saying. How long was Lampard in the Premier League for? Well, his entire career. Like it's 20 not, years. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's it's really hard with midfielders because they do such different things. As, as you say, like Lampard was a finisher. And that's he was how, kind that's, of a second striker, that, right? Yeah, that's yeah. how I always saw him. Yeah, his third man runs into the box, finish mm. off and, and, and assist as well. For me, De Bruyne, and, and but bear in mind, I've got no horse in this race. I'm a complete neutral, and I, I probably dislike Man City more than I do that Chelsea team. But like, 
I look at this Man City team, I think they're probably the best team that's played in the Premier League. I, certainly in terms of Guardiola, what he's done in, with Man City. I, 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 think, I think, you know, in terms of points totals, in terms of what they've done, I don't like saying that. I'm, I'm, Arsenal's Invincibles, for me, mm. they achieve something no one else has done. But you look at this Manchester City team, they're probably going to win the title again this season. So what's that, like five in six seasons they'll have won a title? And for me, it's not that De Bruyne is the goal scorer in that midfield. He is that team. He's like, he is that team. Head and shoulders. In like, that's what I'm saying. In the Chelsea team, Lampard was important. We're not denying that. But there were big leaders and characters in that team around him anyway. You had the John Terry's, you had the Drogba's, you had these players mm. that would take it on their back. Even with all the world-class talent in Man City's team right now, Kevin De Bruyne is clearly the talisman that puts it on his back when he's playing. The only counter to that though is that they've been playing for half the season this season and yeah they're not right at the top of the league but they're very close to the top of the league and they've still been outperforming teams left right and centre they've been right up there and and you could argue I, I think you could argue now that Rodri is more important to this Man City team than De Bruyne is. That's an argument because mm. you take it's Rodri out. You take Rodri out, and that's prove it. Capitulated, yeah. So it, it, that's it. kind of what I'm saying about midfielders. though. That's why it's so hard to say is he the best of all because there are holding midfielders who like you, you take them out of any of the teams we're talking yeah. about. You know, there were players in that Chelsea team. You know, John Avi Mikel for a long we'll time was we'll pretty talk important. About let's, let's talk about Vieira for a second because if we if we're going midfielders against midfielders, people that made an impact to their to their club at that particular time, Vieira made a huge impact into that Arsenal team. Oh yeah, arguably we, yeah. arguably was the talisman for that amazing. Season. So the one the one big difference for me of all of this conversation is like the level of dominance of Manchester City versus every other team. Mm. Five titles in six seasons, which is you know what is going to be six and seven or what you know whatever the hell we're going to end up with, um, and it doesn't look like it's slowing down. I think that there's a way that De Bruyne plays football that looks a little bit more attractive to, to the eye. Sometimes like yeah. having that little bit of flair as opposed to Frank Lampard, it kind of convinces me like, oh, maybe he was better because he could do these, you know, things that Lampard couldn't in the same way. But like, even though Frank Lampard was like a good old fashioned arrival late in the box midfielder, those stats are absolutely insane. Can I just say, they, from- this is a top, some people would say, oh, De Bruyne has miles clear. I don't think he's miles clear of that. From, anyway. from someone that was there, week in, week out, mm. watching Frank Lampard, there's a lot of the Mandela effect mm. that goes on. And exactly what you just said there, arriving late in the box, Lampard was a good player, man. Like Lampard, Lampard yeah, could do a lot all over the that. pitch. No, but no, but I think, and I'm not, I'm not accusing anyone around this table of it, but it is a, a common thing in like the the football world that there's that Mandela effect with Lampard in terms of like, yeah, but goal scorer or whatever. Lampard could put in a tackle. Lampard could spray a ball. Lampard could stick over the play. Like he did do everything. What I would like to know is, are we saying then, let's say, let's in a hypothetical world we were putting Kevin De Bruyne it's not my opinion but say we were putting him as number one who's closest to him then? My, in my opinion yeah. Paul Scholes in my opinion Paul Scholes he was he was such an irreplaceable asset to that Sir Alex Ferguson team. His vision, his understanding of the game. He was a clutch player. Do you know what annoys me is even this is going to come back to schools, Lampard and Gerrard. Fucking yeah. but, but, but I don't think it should. This is there's a weird thing. And by the way, there's there's going to be a lot of people watching this screaming at their at their monitors, going the reason that De Bruyne is in the most dominative team of the Premier League era is because of money. Is because of the money that was spent on this city team. That is the re- well. That, but, is, that but, is partly true. And people are going to spend pe- money. Pe- but people are going to point at players like Steven Gerrard, Salah, who are play who played in teams that weren't quite there. Like you mentioned, the Fabregas stats. Those assist stats. Do you know who Fabregas was assisting? <laughs> Ben, I'm serious. Ben, I'm Nicholas Bednar. Like 18 months of Van Persie. Like you, you've got to give Fabregas his flowers. But the, I think the thing you've got to say 
Like, Diego Costa. Diego Costa. Yeah, 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 right. But he had some good ones. He also had Costa some very bad Chelsea. Costa wasn't right. long, was it? It, was a, nah, it wasn't as long as it used to be. It was think. a beautiful period. Yeah, it was a very small shot. Like, yeah. I agree. Fabregas deserves his flowers for sure, as does Mo Salah. But it, the, the money does skew it a little bit. The money does skew it a little bit. But I, I do think that when you t- when you when when we talk about the Guardiola era at City, I think because of the money, we sometimes forget some unbelievable players. I for me, Yaya Toure gets into... Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yaya Toure, on his day, is the most dominative midfielder I've ever seen in my life. I have never seen a football player like him who, it doesn't matter what you try and do, you can't stop him. You just can't stop. He'll run through you. He'll score from 40 yards. He'll play passes that you can't stop. On his day, he had absolutely everything. And... and and when we talk about De Bruyne being the driving force for City, that was Yaya Toure. Mate, he- Yaya Toure, when in, in, in the last sort of 10, 12 games of a season when he wanted to turn it on, he was unplayed. And you, you talk you, you talk about how Lampard came into that uh, Chelsea team. Yaya Toure came into Manchester City as a six, who'd started his career as a centre-back, who failed a yeah. trial at Arsenal as a centre-back, came into that Manchester City midfield under Mancini originally. Their tactic was pretty simple. If we're not winning a game at 70 minutes, put Gareth Barry on into six put him at 10 and let him just run through a team. Mm-hmm. I have to, no, I have to round say, this up to a question, lad, because we have to talk about today's game. The question is simple. Is Kevin De Bruyne the greatest Premier League midfielder of all time? I'm going to start with Josh. Yes or no? No, I don't think he's earned it yet. Craig? I'm saying yes. Jacob? Yeah. No, but it could happen. It's not um, long left though. He's getting you, on. What do you think? Um, honestly, I'm going to say Yes. Uh, I, I I just think he's been so influential, and and the amount of titles, the amount of important like seasons he's had, where he has been the talisman. Uh, but like you know, I'm not taking anything away from the other guys because I agree. Like they, like Yaya Torre, Paul Scholes, Stephen, Jar- they're all like so many great ones. But for me, he's just been like we're looking at one of the most dominant eras of football we've ever witnessed in the Premier League to a point of like, it's a problem. Like it's, mm. it's, it's not great for the league, in my opinion, in the long term. And if I look back at the Pep Guardiola era, someone's going to say who was the most important player for Pep Guardiola, mm. just like they would with Sir Alex Ferguson's multiple eras. And I'm going to say Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. And for that reason, I have to put him as number one. Can I just say my two picks are treble winners though? I was just pointing out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying though, though all, all right. these other players I got over the table were not treble winners. 